Wake up. It's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Let me know if you can hear me in the comments. I did not check my mic before I jumped on. So let me know if you guys can hear me loud and clear. Good morning and happy Monday. You guys, this is our 200th morning motivation episode. 200th. We've done 200 of these together. I appreciate you guys for being here. I appreciate you guys for showing up dang there each and every Monday or every day, every weekday. If you guys did not know, we go live each and every weekday morning at 8 a.m. And if you've come along the way, come along the journey any time of the year, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys for letting me know. Anytime you guys have like just jumped on the bandwagon, I appreciate y'all so much. You have no idea. Uh, 200 episodes, y'all. 200. 200 episodes. Thank you. Shout out to Sheamber, uh, who posts these onto the podcast. Shout out to Melindy, who cuts the clips onto the Instagram. And anybody who shares, likes, just being in the comments, anybody who listens, anybody who watches later after live, I appreciate y'all so much. You have no idea. And we got to give honor and glory to God, because without him, this vision, this community, None of this would be possible. So thank you, God, for the vision. Thank you, God, for the execution. Thank you, God, for the technology. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. I just, I'm very humbled and I appreciate you guys so much. And I appreciate God and everything that he is doing so, 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 so much. And uh, I have a few things to talk about before we do our prayer and get into it. So I shared my church, uh, my church service that we just had this past Sunday on my community channel. I'm going to just start saying where I go. I go to Embassy City in Atlanta, Georgia. There's two. There's Embassy City Church, which I believe has shut down uh, for God is moving that pastor on to different things. And Embassy City, my church in Atlanta, is going on to greater and bigger things as well, which we are moving to a beautiful campus, which they revealed it last this past Sunday. And I was bawling hysterical because God is going to do amazing things. So if you are in the Atlanta area, you are in for a treat. Uh, our campus is growing. We, I mean, the church is phenomenal. So if you guys want to see it, if you guys want to see where I go, who I, who uh, I look up to, who I serve under Apostle Brian Meadows, it is on my community page to check out the service. And I just rewatched it. It was really, really good. Man, we were in there bawling, crying. It's just, just an amazing experience. So if you are looking for a church home and you don't have a physical one, you can always join them on uh, YouTube along like you guys join Morning Motivation. So I did share that on my community page because I can't hold out no more from y'all. Like I can't keep nothing good to myself. At first I was like, well, that's my church, you know, not to be that I was stingy. I was just trying to, you know, protect myself. But we have security at the church. I, I believe I'm safe every time I go. They do an amazing job. Shout out to everybody at Embassy City. All of my friends, all of my God friends, all of my 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 apostle and everybody I serve with on a daily daily basis. Man, the church that we're moving into very soon is just mind-blowing. Basketball court, youth centers, just I it, I'm astonished at what God has done for this church in the past 10 years from going from just a Bible study on a college campus to where we're moving into now. And I just jumped on their train. So I'm just, I'm just very humbled and very grateful for that. So that's what I want to share. Let's jump into our prayer. If this is your first time watching, load up in the comments where you're watching from. We go live each and every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, 
TikTok, not TikTok, <laughs> uh, Twitter. But uh, if you do watch later, then you can always listen on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Podcasts. Okay, so let's go. Hey, Christy, girl, that's my church sister. Shout out to Christy. She's the one who introduced me to Embassy City. I was just telling them about our amazing announcement that they gave us yesterday for our new campus, which I'm super excited. So if you guys are ever in the Atlanta area, please, please, please make it your uh, duty and due diligence to stop by Embassy City and experience our church firsthand. Church online is great, but when you're in the building, it is just different. And I hope that you guys get to experience what I experience each and every week. But let's jump into our prayer and go ahead and get to the shout out. So dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for waking us up again for another day and allowing us a fellowship through the internet. Thank you for just the consistency, the discipline, the wisdom, and the knowledge of 200 episodes. I pray that everything that has been said was from you and continues to be from you. And then I pray that it touches the heart of your children and that it wakes them up to get them on the right path to you, Lord. In your darling son, Jesus' name, I pray that everyone walks in their purpose and then discerns for your wisdom and guidance and and just understands their assignment while you have them here on this earth, Lord. And I pray that if anybody is struggling to figure it out, that you just open up their eyes, give them discernment, give them wisdom, and rebuke any fear, any stumbling blocks, anything that's in their way, and that you download grace into them to them know that they can lean on you for strength, and they can lean on you for wisdom, and that you will guide their steps, Lord. In your darling son, Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the shout outs. Let's go to the shout outs. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Nana. Destiny Bent, front row and center. Shout out to Destiny. Shout out to a lot of y'all, but shout out to Destiny. Destiny has been with me. I know some of y'all have watched me before, but Destiny has been with me for a very long time. And I really appreciate Destiny. I've met her in person. Uh, she is a, such a beautiful light. Uh, thank you for continuing to pour into me and showing up for me. Destiny it really means a lot to me. So shout out to Destiny. Good morning, Nana. Happy Monday. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Melanin Honey. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, She Amber. Good morning, Naomi. Good morning, Diamond. Thank you, Nana, for letting me know. Thank you for thank you, uh, Melanin Honey, for letting me know. I know 200 episodes, crazy, right? Good morning, Diamond. Shout out to She Amber. Been here since day. One. If you if you've been here since the first episode, even if you missed a couple, put a one in the comments. Let me know you've been here since January fourth, twenty twenty two. Let me just know. I just want to see who's still rocking with your girl. Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Charnisia. Charnisa, excuse me. Good morning, Turquoise. Good morning, Aja. Good morning again, Christy. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning, Brandy from Philadelphia, Philly in the building. Philly, y'all, I love Philly people. Philly people got a different type of energy, especially the God-filled Philly people. Y'all, the way y'all, y'all's energy is unmatched. I got a homegirl named Brittany from Philly. Her energy is, uh, Philly energy is unmatched. I don't know what's in the water. I don't know what y'all do when y'all are raised, but y'all energy is unmatched, okay? Good morning. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Talia. Hey, shout out to Brandy. Put a one. Good morning, Turquoise. Yeah, shout out to Turquoise. Shout out to Nana. Y'all get some special shout outs for being here since day one. She Amber, good morning. Hi, Dad. Good morning. Hey, <laughs> he said he received the prayer. Thank you, Dad. No problem. And it's all of God. I cannot take any other credit, y'all. This is God's doing. Uh, I just do. I'm not perfect. 
I try to do my best. I don't always get it right, but I am here because this is what God, I believe God has placed on my heart. Good morning. Thank you guys so much. Good morning, Simone. So as we move into, this is 200th episodes, right? And one thing I said to you guys yesterday is I really take for granted that everybody was not raised the way I was. Shout out to my dad for sending me to uh, sending me to church with my grandmother and giving me a solid foundation of who God is. I've always known God. Like my mom did a great job with telling me that God exists. She did a great job with introducing me to church as a kid, but I didn't have the consistency, but I did know church. I did know God, but it wasn't until I went to church with my grandmother, uh, shout out to my dad and my grandmother, um, my, my grandma Hattie, and y'all, when I tell y'all, it was church every Sunday, Pentecostal. I told y'all this last week, uh, skirts with slips and stockings, just real church, church, okay? If you're from the South, you know about that church. Uh, we used to go to church, and uh, that's when I got my my solid foundation of who God was and felt the Holy Spirit for the first time and got saved at around 10, 11 years old. That's why I always tell y'all, get y'all children in the church. Don't think that they don't understand Take those tablets, take the cell phone so they can pay attention. Even if they're bored, oh, well, they be all right. Let them absorb, let them get the nuggets because you never know how that will change them. And I know if I got saved that young, that it is possible for your children too. If they like, oh, mom, it's boring. Oh, well, church ain't always exciting, okay, when you're little. But it is important for you to go and get that, that foundation. And I take for granted that I got that foundation and I kind of assume that every no shade, but I thought every black person had some sort of foundation, but not every, that's not always true. And I take for granted that I was taught the right way. I was taught the biblical way and every church doesn't do that. And there's no shade to any church or I'm not trying to like diminish anybody's spiritual journey. No, no, I'm not trying to talk shade, but it was placed on my heart to, it was placed on my heart to talk about the foundation over the weekend. Our apostle talked about wisdom and godly wisdom. And so when I was praying, <clears throat> I got the vision of, of a foundation. And the biggest reason why is because Luke, let's go to Luke 6 and 48. Luke 6 and 48 talks about a good foundation. And you can take this, you can take this scripture with you for everything in your life. A good foundation with a relationship a good foundation with a job, a good foundation with your with your education. It is just best to always have a really strong foundation with anything. If you want to build a house, you cannot build a house without a good foundation or your house will fall. Thank you guys. I I, I see in the comments today's your birthday. Happy happy birthday Mariah. You are here on a very special day. And shout out to everybody who's been along in the journey. If you have not been here since day one, it is okay. You were here now. So thank you. Uh, thank you, Cookie Monster. You've been here since August, girl. Give me my shout out, period. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for being here. I appreciate that. Good morning, such a lady. Good morning. All right. So let's go to Luke 6 and 48. Now I want to say, y'all, don't be lazy. Write it down. And if you miss it, rewind and write it down. I get people in the comments. Can y'all write the scriptures in the comments? We got too lazy, y'all. Come on, technology. Rewind, write it down, okay? Because uh, I have to go straight to work after I get off morning motivation, so I don't have time to, you know, and I could do it before, but, you know, I, I want y'all to do the work. God wants you to put in the work 
when it comes to your spiritual journey. You can't just get things fed to you all the time. So you got to put in the work. Okay. So Luke 6 and 48. And also go back and read it for yourself to see what it says to you because you could have a different uh, translation. God can talk to you different in the scripture. Always read the Bible for yourself. Don't always take people's word for it. Uh, get it, get the word in for yourself. But uh, Luke 6 and 48. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I'm coming off of um I had a little, I had a little something, but I rebuked it, took everything, and, and we and we're good now. So and it's uh building a solid foundation. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. I had a couple of questions about Bibles. I hear that the the message Bible is a great version. I have not read that. So, you know, if you read it, go ahead and do that. I use the New Living Translation, but then I also like to use the King James Version as a reference. My dad is a is a firm believer in the King James. He's like, that's that's the real, you know, the old the old school. They like the King James, but the King James Version can be very hard to understand, and it can deter some folks. So if if that's too hard to understand, or you can't really figure out because he uses a whole lot of thighs, I, you know, some of the verbiage is a little like, huh. <laughs> for our generation. So I like to use the uh, New Living Translation, but a lot of people like the Message Bible. So always try to get a good physical Bible. Even if you have a digital one, it's always good to get a good Bible. See all the, you can take notes and write and it, like use it like a textbook. You know what I mean? But Luke 6 and 48 says, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. I'm sorry. We all up in the mic doing all that. My bad. It's like a person building a house who digs a deep, deep and lays a foundation on solid rock. When the flood waters arise and breaks against the house, it stands firm because it, because it was well built. But anyone who hears and does not obey is like a person who builds a house, a house without a foundation. When the flood, when the flood sweeps down against the house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. And so what this scripture is talking about is basically about listening to the teachings of God and honoring his word and doing the things that he says. If you do not build your house, meaning basically anything in life, it's a metaphor, right? This was Jesus talking and Jesus talked in parables. Jesus was not a person that gave you, it wasn't no straight talk, no chaser. Jesus will give you something and he's going to give you a parable or an analogy. And then it's up to you to use your God-given wisdom to dig through it and figure out what he means. That's why it's a very important for everybody to read the Bible for themselves, because I might read something and interpret it one way. You never know how God is going to speak to you. And you might read something and interpret it another way. I've been to church and not my church now, but churches in the past where he would say something in the pulpit and I would read it. And I'd be like, I ain't get that. <laughs> so see how God speaks to you, right? But basically, this scripture is talking about building a solid foundation. So when it says a person who digs deep and lays a foundation on solid rock, you got to think of a house and how a house is built. Let me pause real quick. Sorry, y'all. There's two things that I have to announce. I'm going to announce them tomorrow. I have a, a conference coming up and a conference that I'm speaking at. I will announce it tomorrow. Sorry. Back on track. Don't worry about it. I wasn't ready for that. My, my fault, y'all. Remind me tomorrow to talk about those things, please. <laughs> but when you are when you are working on your relationship with God, right? If you are 
how do I want to say this? Anything that you build in your life has to have a solid foundation. If you go buy a house and your house is on the beach, if you just start putting your house up on the beach, you start putting up the beams and start putting up the walls and there's no foundation, that house, as soon as the tide comes, is going to be swept away. That's why a lot of homes, depending on where they are, if they're close to the beach, they're on those stilts, right? Because they're raised up. That's the foundation. They're raised up off the ground and they have those beams under and there's normally cinder blocks or something so so that the house is solid. There's a foundation there. A lot of the homes in Georgia are built on concrete. My house has a, a, a foundation of concrete. If you look at how houses are built, a lot of them are built on concrete because it's a solid foundation. So if there's anything that comes, it doesn't waver. It doesn't shake. It doesn't fold. And it talks about and some interpretations of this scripture will say a house built on sand. Right. If your house is built on sand or it doesn't have a sturdy foundation, it will fall if a wind blows, if something happens. So say if you are a person and you have no foundation, that's why I always say it's really good to get children in the church. And if you haven't had that foundation of God in your life, you can always start over. There's no point in time where you can't build a house right, or your house or your spiritual relationship with God. You can always start. You can always bulldoze something. You know, when people come in and renovate homes, they knock them down and start over and they and they rebuild the foundation. Or if there's a crack in the foundation, you can always go and rebuild and, and repair and can continue, right? So if you are building your house, if you are building your spiritual house, if you are building your life's foundation, you have to start with the word. The reason why is because that's solid. This never changes. People say a lot of stuff about God, Jesus. Oh, this ain't right. This my my thirty two year, my thirty four years, my my. I want to say okay, so let's let's take away the ten that I didn't know God, right? Well, I, I knew him, but you know, I was a kid, so you know, this never changed. My twenty something years of of knowing who God was for real, for real, and having a King James Version Bible when I was a kid, to to growing up, going to college, and having a, having this. This don't change, right? God does not change. The word does not change. Now it will be translated so people can digest it so they can understand. But the foundation of who God is and who Jesus is does not change. The story remains the same, right? He had 12 disciples. He he did miracles all over the world. Uh, he, he went far, you know, and he and he died on the cross. He rose the third day. That story has not changed. Now, people will say, well, I heard this happen and, and it's rumors that, this, but I ain't never read it. I've heard it. I've seen news clips about it. One time I seen a news clip where they were saying how they found Jesus's child or something like that. How, how you know that? Where DNA tests at? Where do, where do, I ain't never, so you can't believe everything that you see, right? Or that's said, because where, where can you read it? Where can you research? Where can you get the, you know what I mean? This does not change. So this is a solid foundation, right? So going back to talking about a spiritual foundation, right? And we're talking about your spiritual foundation. So let's take religion off the table, right? Let's take religion off the table. Your spiritual foundation. What is your spiritual foundation? It's your beliefs. So the Oxford Dictionary says what, because I was like, well, what is spirituality? I was like, because people like to debate religion. And spirituality, right? So I was like, okay, what's what's a spiritual belief? What is a what's spiritual foundation? So the Oxford Dictionary says your spirituality is 
relating to or affecting the human spirit or soul as opposed to a material or physical thing. So your spirit and your and your soul is not tangible, right? We live in bodies. If something were to happen to my body to where it could not function anymore, I die, right? That's kind of everybody kind of understands that. You die. If 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 I were to get you ain't gonna speak that because you know life and death is in the power of the tongues. We gonna we ain't gonna speak it. We gonna and God willing, I'm here, right? As long as my body functions properly, I'm alive. My body houses my soul. That's why it says the Bible tells you that your body is your temple. That's why we're supposed to take care of our bodies because our bodies house our soul. If we do not take care of our bodies, our bodies are no longer here. And this is the only way we can live on this earth, right? Our souls cannot function on this planet without our human bodies because it is made to live on earth. But our souls are not tangible. If something were to happen to my body, my body will be here, but my soul has to go somewhere else. You cannot function on this planet without your body, right? So your soul is not tangible. I can't touch my soul. It's in there. I know it's there. I know the essence of me. I feel the Holy Spirit when I go to church. So I know my spirit is alive. I know my soul is there, but it's not a physical or material thing, according to the dictionary. Then the second one, the second part or the second definition is relating to religion or religious beliefs is your spirituality. So then I dug a little deeper. Uh, I forgot where I got this reference from, but it was another, it was another reference. And it says spirituality involves the recognition of a feeling or a sense of belief that there is something greater than yourself, right? Something greater than yourself, something more to being a human than sensory experience and that the greater whole of which we are part of a cosmetic or divine in nature. So anytime somebody says, well, I'm spiritual, I'm not religious. They're saying, I acknowledge God. I acknowledge that there is something greater than me, right? There is something greater than me. And today is quote unquote, all hollows Eve or whatever, whatever. What I think is interesting, and I'm not trying to be shady, but I want you guys to marinate on this, right? In our society, we will reject God. We will reject any type of spiritual um, authority. We don't want to give it a name. We'll say universe. We'll say we know we believe in something. But then we, we won't acknowledge that as a society. I'm not saying individual. As a society, we won't acknowledge God. We won't acknowledge the authority he has on our lives. But then we like to go play in demonic things. Especially when Halloween rolls around, which is very, the more I learn about my, my foundation, my foundation, which if you claim to be or whatever, your foundation, the more that I learn about that, we're, we, we will turn away from everything that is supposed to be, everything that is good. And we'll talk about a, a couple more definitions. Everything that is good, everything that is right, everything that's going to keep us safe. It's not about this is to keep you safe. This is to give you wisdom. This is to keep you out of trouble. This is to keep you wealthy. This is to keep you on the right path because we, we, we want to turn away from this, which will give us all great things. And then we like to go dabble in, in demonic. I, I don't get that. I digress. My bad. So your spiritual foundation, you get to choose that. 
You get to choose your spiritual foundation. God I always tell you guys, God is a gentleman. And how you choose to uh, how you choose to serve God, how you choose to praise God is all your choice. It's always a choice. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to praise God. You don't have to love God. It's all a choice. But it is wise. It is wise to do those things. Very wise to go to church. Very wise to read your Bible. Very wise to love and honor God and fear God and all those things. Very wise for your spiritual and mental protection, okay? But God is a gentleman. He will not force you to do anything. And we've talked about that on Morning Motivation. Is this your first time? Hello. But God is a gentleman. He won't force you to praise him. He won't force you to love him. He won't force you to, to, to seek him out. But he hides his wisdom because he doesn't want just anybody to stumble. He wants you to seek it. He wants you to dig deep. He wants you to go like, wait, what does that mean? And then do some more research. Because when you do that, you're spending time with him. You're honoring him. You know, he, God is not a, God ain't a popcorn God. We got TikTok. People like to go on TikTok and get quick fixes, right? Our society is like quick, 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 quick. I need it. I need it quick. I need it quick. I need, I need to work quick. You know, some people probably won't even sit through our service because our service is not a quick service. You got, we, we praise for an hour. You know, we don't have no 45 minute set and I love it. I love it because you can't get what we get in our church. You can't get in no 45 minutes. We do our praise and worship for hours, and we get some good announcements and then we get into the word. And however God moves our apostle is just how it goes. And not because he's trying to keep us there all day, but we're so fed. We don't care. We just like, come on, we want, we want more. <laughs> you know what I mean? But God is not a popcorn God. When you have to read, when you're first reading the Bible, you'd be like, what is they, what are they talking about? Who is, who is she? Meshach, Iraq, and you know, don't give me the I'm, I mess up their names all the time. Who is Daniel? Who who is who is Samuel? Who is Saul? Who are these people? What is what is what is Jesus? Wait, why is this in red? He wants you to seek it out. God is not a popcorn God. You have to spend time. It takes it takes years for some people to get it. Sometimes it doesn't take that long. So don't get don't get um. I don't want you to get discouraged from doing it. It's it's a great process. It's a fun process. But the more you you understand who God is, the more you get in here and you and you're like, okay, oh, what who is this? Who is who is who is who is Hagar? Who is Sarah? And you learn God wants you to seek. He wants you to find it's like a treasure hunt. You know what I mean? And it's it's a it could be a good one. But going back to foundation, a person who builds their 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 life on a solid foundation, if anything comes to you, demonic people. Or demonic things. Uh, you can you can lose your job. You could get into a fight with your best friend. You can lose your man. You can lose your money. You can you can you can lose your parents. You can lose a whole lot of things. But because your house is built on a solid foundation, because your soul is built on a solid foundation, you do not waver, and you know that God is always with you. You know how to call on Him. You know how to pray. You know how to how to move and maneuver and. And the great thing about when you have that solid foundation, you know what you can do? You have the peace to be like, hey, God, take the wheel. It's your will or no will or I don't want it. And so while you maneuver through life, whether things happen or they don't, you have peace because you know God, God's protection is on your life. You know that he is steering the ship. You know, when we try to take charge and steer the ship, we be like this. 
<laughs> you know, the, 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 the rain comes and we scared and, you know, you know, that's like the Titanic. They thought they had more power than they actually did. They said God himself couldn't sink this ship. God said, all right. Think that, think that you think, you know, more than I do because <laughs> God is wisdom. Let's go to, let's go to Proverbs. Uh, let's go to Proverbs eight, Proverbs eight, Proverbs eight. And I'm going out of order of my notes, but this is important. Proverbs eight is the book of wisdom. Proverbs eight is the book of wisdom. So one of the foundations that you have, if you are first reading the Bible, I will say this, start in Proverbs, easy read, especially if you have a new living translation, easy read. You can understand exactly uh, the foundation. I feel like of God's wisdom of how he wants us to operate in the world. It's very clear to the point. It gives you a whole lot of nuggets and it makes you go, oh, what we're taught in the world is not what God wants us to know. What's crazy, the more you learn God, the more you can start deciphering the world and being like, oh, that's backwards. <laughs> that's backwards. You know, all this the, the self, 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 selfish, selfish, your way, your way. A lot of stuff that we're preached about, that all the, the, the Instagram quotes and the memes and the, everything that we're pushed down it, motivationally, that's not foundational based in God is really teaching us the opposite of what God wants us to do. But let's go down to Proverbs 8 and 22. And this is wisdom talking. So our apostle said, this is the book of wisdom. And it says, wisdom calls for a hearing, right? And so Proverbs is, is, was written by Solomon. And Solomon was one of the most wisest men of all time in the, in the Bible. He was one of the most wise men in the Bible, right? And Solomon, the book of Proverbs will teach you about money. It'll teach you about life and death. It'll teach you about living. It'll teach you about wisdom. It'll teach you about leadership. It'll teach you about being lazy. You know, we had a whole conversation a few weeks ago about the soft life and how I said the soft life is a setup. Not to say that you're supposed to be stressed, not to say you're, you're not supposed to be stressed because you got God's will on your life, right? He's steering your ship. So you ain't never worried. When God is in the passenger seat, you could sit back like this. You know, you can go through, you can, you can, the storm can be coming and you just like, you know what, God got it. So I'm, I'm just here doing my part. You know, you can sit back, but wisdom calls for a hearing. And so Proverbs 8 and 22 starts out like this. This is wisdom talking. It says the Lord formed me from the beginning. So if you go to Genesis, right? So let's go to Genesis. No, stay in Proverbs. I'm just going to read you Genesis real quick because Genesis is the first chapter of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's the very first line of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So that's the start. That's the start of earth. Genesis one, the start of earth, heavens and earth. Then you go to Proverbs eight. 8 and 22, it says, the Lord formed me from the beginning before he created anything else. Hello? Think about that. So in Genesis, God was creating the universe. He was getting earth together. He was forming, you know, all of the stuff, right? Before Adam, all of this. When I read this, I was like, and I've read this before, but when I read this, I was like, oh, okay, hold on now, God. What you trying to tell us? So wisdom says the Lord formed me from the beginning 
before he created anything else, right? I was appointed in ages past, ages past, at the very first before the earth began. I was born before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled from their waters, before the mountains were formed, and before the hills I was born. Before he had made the earth and the fields and the first handfuls of soil, I was there when he established the heavens, when when he do drew the horizons and the ocean. I was there when he set the clouds above and when he established the springs deep in the earth. I was there when he sat the set the limitations of the sea so that he so that they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundations, I was the architect at his side. Mm. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. And how happy I was with the world he created, how I rejoiced with the human family. This is wisdom talking. So when God, when God was creating all things, it says I was by his side. I was his constant delight. So everything God created, he created in wisdom. That's why it's so hard for us to figure out. God's wisdom is, is way greater than we could ever imagine and fathom. How is it that we are sitting on a ball in the middle of the universe, spinning around a sun? Everything is divinely created. God's wisdom is, and as human beings, we're science. When people are like, well, science and religion, God made science. The reason science is just the study of things. That's it. So don't go into debates with God and science. All science is, is man trying to figure out how God did it all. That's it. The science of the body is, is, is the medical, medical school. You go to medical school to understand the, the science of the body. That's how wise God, could you imagine? You have to spend years understanding the human body. That's how great God's wisdom is, right? So wisdom is our foundation. So having the spiritual wisdom, you choosing your spiritual wisdom, for me, it's the Bible because there's so much in here. So you choosing your spiritual wisdom because your spirituality is your foundation. Your spiritual, and we're going to do a whole series, so we're not going to get it all today. This is going to be a whole couple days of it. So I'm going to take my time because this is very important. I feel like for people who are starting their spiritual journey, who don't know God for themselves yet, or just trying to figure it out, your spirituality is the foundation, right? Now, how you choose to go left, right, center, back, forth, which book is up to you. But. If you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is your foundation. <laughs> now, as a person of, 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 of a, as a believer, I believe it is wise to go see what other people believe and see why they believe what they believe. Because it's hard as a Christian to defend why you believe what you believe if you've never listen to anything else, if you've never heard anything else, if you've never uh, um, challenged or just go out there and see why people believe what they believe. 
You know, when I was on my one part of my spiritual journey, I was like, why do Muslims believe where they believe? Where does their foundation come from? So remember when we talked about Sarah Hagar and Abraham and how they got in God's way and, and, and created Ishmael and Ishmael became then the Muslim culture. When I went and researched the Muslim culture, they believed Ishmael was it. So it's it's great to just to go see and go explore. God gave you wisdom. God gave you discernment. God gave you a brain. Don't let people tell you, you ain't supposed to go do that. You ain't supposed to go. Don't challenge God. Don't go. Don't go asking questions. You're supposed to. God made you wise. Come on now. <laughs> like that back. That was those that's slavery. Slavery didn't want us to go dig and, and understand and read so we can have wisdom and understand and all that. You're not there no more. We're not there no more as a people. You should go challenge. You should go. Well, why is this this? Because. What you'll do is you'll learn that, oh, this is the truth, at least for me. Challenge it. So then you're not just you're not just out there blindly following the you ain't you're not a sheep. You're supposed to come to God like a child. And when you come to God like a child, you're humble. You don't know you, you're you're seeking knowledge. Go seek knowledge. Go read about Buddhism. Go read about Muslim culture. Go read about. You know, everything out there. So that you can truly discern what's for you. But for me, what has always been tried and true is this. I always came back because nothing else for me made sense. Nothing touched my spirit the way Christianity did. Nothing to the Holy Trinity, God, the Son, which is Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit has always reigned true for my life. You know, so when people challenge me, well, God, Jesus is this. And you, I said, well, I, can, I don't I don't know what ex experience you had, but the experience I had with Jesus, it wasn't that. This, the experience I had was was full and fruitful. And every time I called on Jesus's name, it was a protection. Every time I called on Jesus's name, I was healed. Every time I called on Jesus's name, he made a way. The fact that some of y'all's cars still working <laughs> when that service light been on for for thousands of miles. Or the fact that he's kept you and gave you grace and made a way out of no way is God's revelation in your life. You know what I mean? So when you are challenged as a Christian, you got to have something to understand. You got to understand. Don't stay in the box. Don't be blind and just, you know, because because I was raised like that. No, go out there and read. Go seek knowledge. Go seek wisdom and then challenge it. And. For me, it's always been this, right? It's because I have a good foundation. So going back to, to my notes, when we build our house on solid foundation, right? So when you go out there and you seek wisdom, you start building your house on foundation. When you build your house on foundation, you start reading, you start seeking. What does God say? But every time I have a question, anytime people are like, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about, I say, well, what does God say? Because I don't know. I didn't create the heavens and the earth. I'm just Brittany. I'm just a human, just like you. I don't, my, my, my knowledge and my understanding is very limited. I do not know all things, but God does. So I always go, well, what does God say about this? When people want to say, well, your sexuality should be this and you should be able to do what you want to do. Well, that's what man says. That's what you say. Okay. But what does God say? Well, you should be able to do this with your money and you should do it. Okay. That's what you say. That's what man says. But what does God say? Y'all don't take human, somebody that was born in the 1980s, don't take their, their way and what they say over what has stood over 2,000 years of knowledge. 
this has been around way longer than Instagram and Instagram post and 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 somebody that's 35 years old and somebody that's 60 years old and somebody that your grandpappy you know or 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 your your brother sister like we will you know what's crazy about our society we will follow somebody that's only had a, a 20 years of knowledge 15 5 years of of understanding and we will throw this whole thing away that has stood the test of time that has taken people out of bondage, that has healed people, that is, has, has saved people's lives, that have turned them away from sin that will destroy them to listen to just somebody on, on the internet with some lights in a suit. Anytime you were brought to, to something and I see y'all's comments and I'm going to read them. I'm, give me, give me about a couple more minutes. Anytime somebody says something that sounds like, oh, okay, go back and always say, well, what does God say? Now, what I will say is knowing what I know about other religions, this is the only book that was written for God's voice that I know of. Now, from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, the book, the Quran was written from Muhammad, right? Don't and, and and there's other cultures I won't get into, but their book was not written from God. So take that as you will. <laughs> I'll, I'll, let me go back to my notes before I get all over the place. All right. So when you the flood, the floods in the scripture from Luke. 6 and 48 are talking about the trials and tribulations of life. As a human being, nobody, not Christian, not Muslim, not Baptist, no, nobody is, is short of, of getting, you know, getting life happen to them. Everybody's going to lose a parent. That's just the nature of the beast. Whether you lose them early in life or later in life, everybody's going to lose a parent. Everybody's going to go through something. Everybody's going to lose some money. You know, we're going to pray that that's in the past <laughs> in Jesus name. Everybody's going to go through ups and downs, trials and tribulations, sickness. It's just, it's just a part of being a human being. You know, good things happen to good people. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're exempt from life's trials and tribulations. Now, how it affects you and how much of it comes to you. You can't live a wicked life and expect just a peaceful life and blessings. It don't work like that. You know, for people to be like, oh, you could just do whatever you want to do and repent and God going to snuggle all up in you with your sin. Mm -mm. Read what God says. Anytime you want to know about living life, read what God says. God don't tell you that. The Bible is very clear with how he wants you wants us to live. And the thing is, people like, well, some people want to shy away from Christianity because they feel restricted. You should be restricted from doing things that are not good for you. It is not good for us to like, we don't, we want to get away from the Bible so we can drink, smoke and fornicate. And I'm look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not judging because I hit all of those maps. I mean, I've hit all of those blocks some type of my life, sometime in my life. Right. But let's, let's take us out of it. Right. Take you out of it. Take me out of it. Drinking, smoking and fornicating. What? good do those things bring us 
Let let that marinate real quick. And that's just the that's just the you know let's and let's take those off the table. Let's take those off the table. You know, because we always hit those three like what like a nail. Like I beat that horse, right? What does gossip do for us? And I'm not judging because I'm still working on, you know, I'm still discerning what kind of conversations are. Am I talking about them? Am I gossiping or am I just communicating about what happened? I'm still trying to figure that out. Right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm figuring it out. And that's that's a part of a journey of being. You still got to figure it out. You got to pray about it. Ask God and, and always examine your heart. Am I doing this to be malicious or am I doing this out of because God is going to examine your heart no matter what you say. He's going to know if your intentions were to be evil or your intentions were to be, you know, a good person. So, you know, but let's take those three off. There. What does gossip do for us? What does being lazy do for us? All of those are sin. What does stealing do for us? What does killing do for us? What is destroying? You know, what is sleeping with somebody else's man do for us? You know, we're so quick to turn away from this because people just want to do what they want to do. But what do, what do those things do for us? You know, yeah, you might have fun in the moment of drinking, right? Oh, well, I drink because it's fun. Okay, cool, fun. But then afterwards, how do we feel? Hangovers feel like getting hit by a truck. And then what do we say? I ain't never drinking again. I ain't going to do it again. Jesus, just make me, be just make me better. Then we, then we spend half the day because the older you get, especially to my young folks, you might be able to drink and bounce back like nothing happened the next day. Oh, there will come a day where all that changes. And to my older folk, my, my, my 27 and ups, y'all know. And then the older you get, the longer it takes for you to recover. Man, I drink wine nowadays and I be needing half a day the next day to recover. I can't even drink wine like I used to. So, so bump, bump going in with the hard stuff. That'll, that'll knock me out the whole day and maybe the whole weekend. <laughs> so. It, it really hurts our bodies, right? It, it hurts. And I'm not and I'm not up here trying to tell y'all not to drink. And, you know, that's between you and God and what you feel like you got to do for you. That's, you know, what does God say? That's all I'm going to say. Oh, you know. And I'm not trying to, because I still have wine and, you know, I'll drink occasionally. But what does it do for our body? It doesn't help us. It doesn't make us smarter for sure, because that's when we get in the most trouble, right? That's when we cussing folks out and twerking on a handstand and and being F-R-E. <laughs> you know, that's when we standing up on couch. We are not being in the likeness of God when we start getting a little liquor in us. You know what I mean? So what does it do? What does it do? Does it bring us closer to does it make us better? To, no. But you get, guess what? On the flip side of that, what does discipline do for us? And you know what's crazy? It's like the stuff that's not good for us is so easy to do. It's so easy to do in the short term and it's fun in the short term, but brings us pain in the long term. Brings us suffering in the long term, right? The drinking and stuff is fun in the and 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 but then the next day and the next day we be like, "Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like where are my real folks at for real? Like come on, let's keep it real." Just because we Christian don't mean we exempt from the, we still in the world. We still in the world. Like, can I keep it real? But the hard stuff in the beginning, right? The stuff that's painful in the beginning makes our lives so much better in the long run. Discipline. Don't nobody want to be disciplined. 
But discipline brings us, well, when we're disciplined, your life is just better. When we, when we deny ourselves, our lives are just so much better. I, I don't, God makes, make, God makes the hard stuff, the stuff that we're supposed to do harder to do in the beginning. And for whatever reason, the, the, the evil, the stuff that we just, is easy to do, but makes our lives harder. You know what I mean? So uh, it's easy to fornicate. It's easy to quote unquote slip and fall on the, can we keep it real? It's easy to do that. It's hard to be celibate. It's hard to abstain. But guess what makes your life better in the long run? I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Right? Guess what makes our life easier in the long run? Because when you abstain, then you don't have all of these spiritual ties to you. Then you don't have all this, this heartbreak to get over and, and, and all of these things that we go through mentally, emotionally, spiritually when we, when, we, when we lay down with that heathen that we weren't supposed to lay down with. All right, so let me give you all another scripture. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to read the comments, but Proverbs 1 and 7. Proverbs 1 and 7. This is another part of our foundation. So we talked about wisdom. Your spiritual foundation, you have to choose that. You have to choose that. I hope you choose Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I tell y'all about Jesus all the time and what he's done for me and how you speak into Jesus's name. But that's your personal choice. God will not force that on you. That's the way I know. That's the way that's worked for me. But you have to choose that, right? Then, so your spiritual foundation, which you believe in. And then when you want to, and, then, and I want to challenge this too. I understand people love God. And they want to just be spiritual because they don't want to be tied to, to left and right limits. They don't want to be tied to a standard. But any spirituality you choose has to have some sort of standard. You can't just be willy-nilly out in the world because that's how you fall. That's how you do the wrong thing. And if you and the more you read this, you'll understand, oh, I ain't supposed to be out here doing that. It's because it's for your own protection. It's to, I'm telling you, make your life better. When you, when you do what you're supposed to do. Y'all, your life is just more peaceful. It is harder in the beginning, but your life just is more peaceful. You don't have a whole lot of drama. You don't have a whole lot of baggage to unpack. You don't have a whole lot of healing to do. You don't have a whole lot of people to get out your life. But when you're just out there being spiritual with no guidance, then you just, you're subject to anything. You're subject to anything. Okay, you can love God. True. God loves you too. But remember when we gave the, the analogy of Malcolm and Alex. Malcolm was disciplined. He did what he was supposed to do. He feared the Lord. He 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 did his homework. He went to he, he did what he was supposed to do. And then Alex just did what he wanted to do. And 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 Alex got the inheritance of the world. Alex got an inheritance of the world. I will say, um, because somebody just texted me to for healing, for prayers for healing. Y'all have to be praying over y'all's families in this season. It's flu season, but the, the enemy is on attack. The enemy is on an attack. We just call it flu season. So we go get shots and we do all this other stuff. The enemy is on an attack. He attacked the mind a couple weeks ago. Remember, a lot of people was going, feeling like they were going crazy. There was a lot of depression, anxiety, uh, maybe even suicidal thoughts. Pray, pray that and go to your therapy sessions, all of that stuff. The enemy attacks the mind and then he attacks the body. 
And y'all, it's it's all hollowsy. Hello, look what day it is. Look what season we're in. Everybody was dressing up and being demonic and thinking that stuff was cute. Y'all, don't don't dabble in demonic stuff. Please don't. It's nothing to play with. One thing that the the enemy will do is sugarcoat black dark dark the dark world. It's very it's very real. It's not nothing to play with. And it's not nothing. And now that I'm older and I'm wiser, I'm not even really participating in it. People are like, well, how was your Halloween? I don't know what y'all talking about. We had a fall festival. Mm-mm-mm. We don't, we, people don't love, people don't want to acknowledge God, but then they want to go dabble in, in demonic stuff. You need God to protect you from, let me not. Okay. I'm sorry, Lord. Calm down. <laughs> you need God to protect you through that. You need the Jesus name. To protect you through that. Don't be putting on them Halloween costumes and, and playing in, in, in demonic stuff. And then, you know, you ain't spiritually protected. Be all, y'all, that world is serious. Don't take that stuff lightly. I used to take it lightly. I used to take that. I used to take the dark world very lightly. It ain't nothing to play with. It's very real. It is very real. And when you're when you're not wise, when you're not wise and you're not spiritually protected, you are subject to anything. Why do you think? People walking around here with anxiety, depression, uh, comparison, all of that. Comparison is the thief of joy, y'all. God, that is demonic. Comparison is the thief of joy. Jealousy is demonic. And and people think that demons have to be like this. Like it ain't what we see on TV all the time. It's a spirit. Wondering why you jealous. Wondering why you mad. Wondering why you bitter. Do y'all know the the word, the B-I-T-C-H? That is a spirit. You know, people that are just mean all the time and just, I'm going to just say it, bitchy, just mad, evil, just face off. Y'all, that's a spirit. You got to pray that stuff up out of people. You got to pray that stuff up off of people. People doing the wrong things in your family, your children just being rebellious. That is a spirit. Proverbs 1, 1 and 7. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of truth and not truth of truth, true knowledge. Fear of the Lord is foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. The Bible tells you it is foolish. If you out here saying, I don't want to do that because I, I want to do what I want to do. That's foolish. Y'all read Proverbs. Proverbs will get you together real quick. If you if you just want a lesson, Proverbs got 31, 31, 31 passages or 31 chapters. You can read them in five minutes, one a day. Start there. If you're just fresh off the Bible, I don't know where to start. Start in Proverbs. Proverbs 1 and 7 will tell you the fear of the Lord is the foundation of knowledge. Knowing that God don't play. God loves you, but he's like a parent. He still don't play. And and, and us and us folks of color, we know about that. We know about how our moms and our dads and our grandmothers love us to death, but they ain't down play with you. That's God, y'all. God is like us. We are in the we are in the likeness of him. He loves us so much, but he'll protect us as well. You know, he'll smack your hand. Ah, don't do that. Just like we do with kids and dogs and ah, don't do that. When I do that, when I go ah, to the czar, she know. She'd be like, uh-oh, my mama, my mama said don't do that. Same with God. He loves us so much that he gives us a rule book so we do not harm ourselves. 
So do we do not do it, right? But fools despise wisdom and discipline. Tell somebody who don't want to hear nothing something. They well, I don't want to hear that. Y'all, it's it's foolish. It is foolish. Uh when you keep you when you keep you're kept in line like a child just said that. All right, so we're about to get out of here. For those of you who have to go to work, have a great day. I'm gonna stay behind a little bit because I have to get to work a little bit and read the comments. Thank you guys for loading up the comments. We're going to continue this, this foundation, because we talked about wisdom today. We talked about a foundation. Uh, we're going to continue this foundation series, but we talked about wisdom and all of that. So on your own, read Proverbs 8 and go read Proverbs 1, okay? And go read Luke 6 and 48. Please, y'all, get your, get your Bible. Read. Know the word for yourself. Know the word for yourself. And for whatever reason, I wrote down Romans 13 and 1. Romans 13 and 1. Write that down. I'll read it real quick before we get out of here. And I'm going to read the comments. Romans 13 and 1. Yes, I do not know all the... Some people know it in order. I wasn't... I, I missed that part of, part of growing up. <laughs> I miss that part of growing up. Y'all really pray uh, over yourselves, over your family. The, the, it's the it's time of the year where the enemy is out for real, for real. Romans 13 and 1. Why did I write that down? I can feel him moving in my body. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And I've been taking all types of vitamins, juices. Don't just rely on God to take it. It's a 50-50 effort, okay? Um, oh, this is about submission. All right. So Romans 13, everyone must submit to the governing authority for all authorities come from God. And those possessions of authority have been placed there by God. So everything that God tells you to do and not to do is because of him and for your protection. And, and the reason why we have laws and certain things that we're not supposed to do is for your protection. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and they will be punished. And it's not to scare y'all, but that's where the fear of the Lord comes from. Oh, let me not do that. I ain't trying to mm -mm, I ain't trying to play with God like that. Nope, 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 nope. So for those of you who have to go to work, have a beautiful, blessed day. I'm going to go ahead and read the comments. Oh, y'all packed it up today. Okay, I'm going to try to do this quick. I'm going to try to do this quick. I'm going to try to do this quick. Uh, let's see. Nana says, God has brought me to morning motivation since day one. And I found one of your videos on dating. The funny thing is I saw you before in Raven's birthday video, but never checked your channel. God's timing. Thank you so much, Nana. Percy says, Hey, Brittany, good morning. I have a random off topic comment. Just wanted to hear your thoughts, please. If you're still on Percy, go ahead and load on, load it in the comments and let me, and I'll go ahead and read it. Hey, Chrissy says, yep, I don't play with the dark side. I belong to the light. Hello. But be, but you can be wise about it. Just because you don't dabble, always be wise about knowing it's it exists and knowing how to rebuke it. And that's with the name of Jesus. Okay. John 14 and 6, someone who is spiritual still has to believe in Jesus Christ is still our savior. Absolutely. But that is a choice. I hope you choose Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior because it works. I don't. I can't speak for other things. I've, I've researched. I don't. I don't know if it worked. 
So I, I agree, but that is always a personal choice, but I pray that you do because Jesus loves you so much. And his, his, whoo, something about the name Jesus. Hey, Vester says, I tried to find your service online, but it still's coming up. It says coming soon to the website. No, I put it on the community page. So when you guys go on my YouTube channel, there's different tabs. It'll say channel videos about da 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 da. Go to community. Click that. I shared it on my community page. If you guys want to see where my what my church is all about. If you guys want to see who I serve under, who I, who is my leader in the spiritual, in the in the physical realm, spiritually, uh, it I, I posted it on my community page. Sydney says, preach, Brit. I hate religion versus science debate because I'm like, oh, God created science. <laughs> God created gravity. Right. God is science. All science is, y'all. Don't even don't. Sometimes in the Bible tell you don't debate with fools. God created it. Science is man trying to figure out what God created. That's what science is. Hey, Crystal says, yes, Brittany, I've been reading the Torah just to get an understanding of the different beliefs and different ways of worship. But while you guys are going and exploring, do not make things your idol. Look at what God says about that, okay? There is only one God. Do not make other things your idol because people will go, and, and I should have said this, so Lord forgive me if I make anybody stray. But I've I know people that have gone on and started doing other things outside of don't make other things your idol. There is one God. There is one way. There is one way according to the Bible, okay? Thank you, Christy. I appreciate that. She said, you preaching today, girl, in Jesus' name. Hello. Uh, Simone says, it brings numbness to the pain that is needed. Oh, when I was talking about drinking and stuff. Absolutely. Vester says, do not slip and fall. Uh, Chador says, gossip, casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people typically involve details that are not confirmed as being true. Mm, come on with the, see, I love a good definition. Thank you for that. So anytime you guys need anything, go look at the, de what is the definition of this? Simone says, you're right, Brittany. My birthday is on Thursday and the FRE turn up. <laughs> Folks ask me, are you going out? You got to go out. I'm like, mm, that's not my vibe. Do what you feel you are called to do. She Amber says the enemy is working like crazy, but I ain't with it. Y'all better be prayed up in this season. Pray up, pray up, get y'all oil. Pray up, read the Bible. Um, <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, hollow who I'm good. Vesser says, you are pre, thank I appreciate that. And God is all God, y'all. Um, Chamber says, Halloween is a huge joke to me. It's not a joke though, y'all. It's not a joke because that's when, that's when the devil taps in. It's not nothing to play with. Life of Chrissy, everything is spiritual. They think that we're too deep, just spiritually aware. You should be. Y'all, when people say you're too deep, why are you shallow? Life is deep. The fact that we're here is deep. Like I don't under like when I when I watch certain things and I get it, people be like, oh, this is a deep conversation. I'm like, is it? Sometimes people are too shallow. And they be like, oh, this is too deep for me. Why aren't you going deep? God is not a 
a shallow convert. Like God is, let me get off my soapbox. My bad, y'all. Life of Christy, when you call the name of the cursed worlds, the spirit comes up. It is like you invite them into your spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. Uh, he does not play the Old Testament. Woo, yeah. If y'all want to learn about God and how he operates, look at what he does when people don't do what they're supposed to do. God is, he loves you so much, but don't think that God didn't, ooh, child. Mm -mm, I feared the Lord for real. Like, <laughs> um, Sydney says, I was thinking about that a lot when I look, looking at the different costumes, folks, and their young kids as well. And when I saw the reaction, DDG and whoop, whoop song. Um, look, y'all, here's what we can't do as Christians. And I and I'm and I'm working on this myself. Although we don't agree, we cannot condemn or be like, how dare y'all? Mm -mm. mm -mm. We ain't supposed to do that. What we're supposed to do is just say, wow, it's crazy. People don't know. Pray for them. And you pray that they'll get the discernment and that God will speak to them. And we are supposed to be in living examples. We don't, and I'm not talking about you, Sydney, in particular. I'm just saying this is, a, is a, a general thing. We have to be very careful that with our knowledge that we don't get high and mighty and that we don't start looking down upon others that are doing it. Cause I used to wear Halloween costumes. I used to be, I used to love all oh, I love Halloween and all up in it. But the the wiser I've gotten, I've just not chosen to participate because of now what I know. You know what I mean? So that's why we got to get this. But we just, everybody has their own timeline. We just pray that people get the discernment. And then we just, God, they, they don't know what they don't know. You know, Lord, forgive them for they not know what they do. But we got to make sure as Christians, y'all, we keep an unbiased, unjudgmental viewpoint. And I know sometimes the things that I say, be like, well, Brittany, that was judgmental. And I don't try to come off to be. And anytime I do judge or I feel myself being judgy, I always ask for forgiveness because I don't want to. You know, because whatever we do when we judge and we feel like we're high and mighty and we like, how dare they? Then we're going to get that same judgment put right back on us. So we just got to be make sure that, you know, and, and understand that we were there, too. Like, we got to humble ourselves because I got I can't be up here like, mm, how dare they celebrate Halloween? I just be like, y'all don't know what y'all are doing now because <laughs> I used to do it. You know what I mean? So I can't sit up here and be a hypocrite. We can't be hypocrites, y'all. It's not right. So just, you know, you pray for people. Have a great day, y'all. Uh, Marjorie says, yes, this is the most demonic season. The witches are working in overtime right now. I don't celebrate Halloween at all. The enemy wants to distract us so that we are focused. We're not focused on God more than we need to focus on God more than now. Yes. And don't think that witches don't come to church, too. You know, I you got to discern who's who. Got to discern who's who, okay? Shamber says, oh, no, I mean, I joke. <laughs> I mean, like Halloween, the thing, and the evilness. Yeah, we got to be very careful, y'all, because um, it ain't nothing to play with, but we so we ain't nothing to fear either because we serve Jesus. Hello. Hallelujah, somebody in Jesus' name. I rebuke it. And anytime some demonic stuff comes, just start singing, just start worshiping. Start calling Jesus' name. Shador says, Brittany, wow. You're discerning. I provided the definite. Oh, no, for sure. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. All definitions are welcome. I tell y'all, give me scripture. If I speak wrong or give me the give me the definition, please. I appreciate that, Shador, because it's a working team. I need both. I need we need all of it. Thank you. Um, 
Britt, you've been your big. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, it ain't me. It's God, y'all. God is working on me and I can't do. I'm supposed to just do the assignment. It is not me. It is God. But I appreciate y'all. All right, y'all have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. I still take my child trick-or-treating, though. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with the trick-or-treating, right? Um, hey, if you guys have a question, put it in the comments. I'll stay on a little longer. Here's the thing with trick-or-treating. And this, I didn't even think about this because I used to feel the same way. Well, like, I want to take my kids trick-or-treating. It's okay with kids to dress up in the costumes. But why are we allowing strangers to give our children candy? Never, no other time of the year would that be okay. And you know how people don't always have the same level of God that we have. So people put things in candy. Y'all know that. We supposed to. Yeah. Why, why do we go out and let strangers give our kids candy and then we got to come home and check it? They give candy all, all throughout the year. Churches were we had a, a fall festival. Where we gave kids candy, you know, at our school, at our at our church. And you can give your kids candy all year round, right? And I get it. You want the costumes. You want the experience for them because we had the experience. But no other time in life is it okay to take candy from strangers. And then two, why would we subject ourselves in the most demonic time of the year? So I understand wanting the experience, wanting the, oh, the trick-or-treat and the pictures. You can still dress your kids up. You can still put the costumes on, you know, as long as they're not demonic. You can still put the costumes on and take pictures and take them to a, a, a safe environment to get candy. But never any other time of the year would we tell our kids to go to a stranger's house that we do not know from Adam. You don't know what them people are putting in your children's candy. You don't know what them people are, are putting in your and, and, and poison and stuff is getting easier and easier to be. So I'm just saying, I'm not saying, I ain't telling you what to do as a parent, but now with me having the spiritual wisdom that I have and me kind of understanding and looking at it a little different, I'm good. My children ain't eating strangers candy. I don't know. I don't know James. I don't know if James even believe in God. I ain't, no, 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 no. You ain't about to eat that candy. You know what I mean? So I would just be, be very careful. I, we're, we don't live in the same times we used to live in y'all. And back in the day. I'm sorry, baby. Hold on. Zara's telling me to go, y'all. So I got a couple minutes. Um, back in the day, it was it was even not safe for us, and we did it. So j I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, Shamber says, "What are your thoughts on Christians celebrating Halloween? Some of them saying it's not that bad. It's trick or trick. It's tricks or a treating treating abs. They dress up as bunnies or something. I feel like it's cute for kids to dress up. I feel like they should still participate in." dressing up if you feel like I feel like it's I feel like it's wrong to be like we're Christian so y'all can't do this and everybody else gets to do it and your kids don't get to participate but I would say to tell them why you don't go out and do what everybody else is doing go to the church dress them up we had kids at our church dress their kids up there was a cute little pineapple and ninja turtle and I feel like it's cute for kids kids love costumes kids wear costumes all year round but I think it's the environment in which you do with that and then teaching them why we don't celebrate it like the rest of the world. But I think it's OK to like dress your children up as characters. People be princesses all year round. Have a blessed day. But get making your kids go to strangers house, not going to do it like now thinking about that. What was our parents thinking? Who came up with this holiday? Do they do this around the world? Why do we go to strangers house asking for candy when we can buy candy at the store? Go. I don't know. 
my kids won't be trick-or-treating. They'll dress up. I'll allow them to dress up so I can get some cute pictures and so they can have memories of being their favorite characters. And it's cute when they're kids, but they ain't trick-or-treating and going to stranger's house and knocking on no door and getting no candy. Why wait until Halloween to dress up? Did any any other day of the... Other than the day of the dead, yeah. You have to make the right decision on uh, where you go to get candy. It's up, to, like I said, it's up to you. I'm not telling you how to raise your children. My kids ain't getting candy from no stranger that I don't know. I don't know if James believes in God. I don't know if Marjorie believes in God. Not Marjorie on here. I don't know if Sarah believes in God. I'm not, my kids aren't trick-or-treating, but teach their own. I'm not telling y'all right or wrong. I'm just saying, know where we're at, y'all. People are putting poison on car handles. I just feel like we're not in the time we used to be in. When we were kids, it was a lot safer. It's just not safe. People are crazy out here. Your kids can't even walk to school no more. Kids can't even play outside without getting, without, uh, what, like we didn't have car pull lines and all of these lines and stuff. For, it's just a different time. So to each their own, just protect your kids, people, please. I thought you were talking about us. No, I, Ross, I'm not telling you, you good. If you know your children are going to be safe, do you. I'm not trying to judge you. Do you with your children. I'm saying for the people who are still on the fence about trick-or-treating, we are just in a different time. We're in a different time. Um, and if you want to take them to your family's house, that's smart. If you want to take them to your family, that is a smart thing to do. You know your family. I ain't talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking about the people that want your children going to random houses. We don't live in the time we used to live in. That's right. I tell my kids to take candy. Don't take candy from anyone. Exactly. Uh, in the Jewish religion, they have crewmen. They get dressed up in costumes and celebrate their new year. Okay. Okay. Well, y'all have a beautiful, blessed day. Uh, I pray that you guys get that spiritual foundation. Do what's best for you and your family. Be discerning on where you go. Raise your children the way you feel that you should raise them. Just be cautious. We do not live in the times we grew up in. Your children are not getting the same experience we did, okay? They have a, a whole different world. I love you guys. Be safe today. If your kids do go out, make sure they're good. Check their candy, all of that stuff. I love you guys. Have a beautiful, blessed day, and we will continue the topic tomorrow. Bye, y'all.